one, you got it. Hey, here we go. Welcome everyone. Lee, Andy, and Nathan here on episode 14. I think that's what Nathan's telling me right now. Episode 14 of Jet Blast. Um, so far they haven't taken us off the air or gotten rid of us. We still have a footprint on there somewhere. So people keep listening and we keep finding people who want to talk to us. So I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, it's actually kind of one of the highlights of my week each week is getting with um, these two guys as well as our guests. So really looking forward to it. I um, have a great guest today, but before we, we um, introduce Lindsay and get started there, uh, Andy, what's going on, man? How, how are things up there besides the poison ivy? What else is happening in your world? Oh, thanks, Lee. Yes, uh, <laughs> poison ivy, always exciting for me. Um, yeah, not a lot. We've been staying busy, obviously, with our with our stuff, and actually got the Myers 200 out yesterday oh. and flew down to Columbus and uh, saw some people down there, so that was fun, and I got out of the house finally and had to get dressed, so that was pretty cool. Um, Lindsay yeah. celebrated? <laughs> yeah, I uh, put on my hard pants instead of my soft pants, and I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, oh is this a hard pants day or a soft pants day hmm. that's gonna be my new motto my mantra oh that is awesome that's andy awesome. that's awesome and nathan you've actually been out too so i mean what it, you've been yeah, a, little bit I mean, a little bit there yeah so it's crazy i mean you know i i went from like everybody else i, I went from sitting on the porch counting horse flies a month and a half ago to um, I mean, literally, we're, I think uh, this is four weeks and we've had as many projects. We've had four big projects in the last four weeks, um, um, you know, a variety of things. We had a, a, a large event on a Gulf Stream down in West Palm Beach that we just finished up. We've done three pre-buys. We have an appraisal in the pipe and a couple other things. So all of a sudden... Uh, we went from, oh boy, do we got to go to Lowe's and be a plumbing pro to, uh, hey, this uh, is, uh, we can do this again, right? So uh, um, people are buying airplanes. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting for sure. Um, and, and I'm very grateful for it. And, uh, you know, we're driving everywhere. I did do a little bit of airline travel, which is quite interesting. Hmm. Um, but for the most part, driving everywhere because of the service center restrictions, right? And we can talk about that later, but you can't come in if you, you know, if you've been on the airlines um, and even still, you got to get your temperature taken, your limited amount of time in the facility. And They're going to try to keep you away from the plane uh, oh, yeah. any way they can. Oh, yeah. They want to keep a guy like me out of the out of the hangar. You're right. right. You're right. So, uh, and especially so. Well, that could these, be for a couple of reasons, Nathan. Well, that's right. I did <laughs> before I went. So um, every day. Um, but anyway, so we've 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 had a lot going on. So it's good. And like Milwaukee, um, up in Chicago, that that airport. I don't know if y'all saw the headline. Um, I think it was Monday or maybe Saturday. Um, they had their busiest week in five years of departures and arrivals. Um, two oh, weeks that's ago. great news. And it's that steady is. climbing. And I was there. One of my projects was in Powellaki. And, and I will tell you that, I, I, I mean, there was so much activity at that, that airport. I, it was just crazy, the number of planes coming and going. But anyway, so enough of that. I want to introduce Lindsay. And I want to, I want to talk about uh, Lindsay and LD Aviation and... So, um, I, I, Lindsay, I want you to tell everybody kind of what you what you've got going on, what you're all about, and then we're going to dive in to what work from home looks like 
right. from an aviation perspective and whether right. or not that's a reasonable possibility. So without further ado. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys, first of all, very much for inviting me and allowing me to come hang out and chat with you guys. Uh, so we started LZ Aviation about six years ago when we saw there was a need for some of the smaller flight departments to have a scheduler dispatcher on staff, but perhaps not a full-time person. The, um, maybe you only have one or two airplanes and you still want that support, but you don't necessarily need to have somebody on your payroll. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've effectively been able to help a couple clients keep their costs down, but still uh, up, up their level of safety because I feel like this S&D position brings that level of safety to a higher level for the rest of the crew. Sure. Um, so yeah. Um, I completely we, agree with that. Right, I mean, um, we don't, talking about remote too, we do everything remote. Like we mm -hmm. rarely will go to any of our clients' offices. Um, we have been doing uh, startup flight departments here and there and then I right. do do some in-house or like going to their office to you know see what their facility looks like but overall we do uh, everything from home mm -hmm. so, so y'all yeah. were doing work from home before work from home was a thing is what you're telling us right kind of yeah I mean yeah. I have always wanted to work from home that's just my I don't know I, I enjoy that piece of it I feel like I can get a lot more done at home. And yeah. when I was working for some of the larger companies, uh, they wanted me to be, you know, button the seat in the mm -hmm. office. And sometimes I would just get so bored and it felt so silly to me to be yeah. sitting there in, in a chair doing really nothing while they're paying me um, when I could be at home, perhaps doing another project or creating more value in a different way. So Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, 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 tell us a little bit. So, I know it's 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 you. It's it's um, you've got a couple people helping you, right? It, it, and, we do. And, and Dave, of course, we can't forget about him. He's a yes. very important part. So, my my awesome partner Dave has joined me now, and uh, that's kind of another area we've branched out in. So his background and expertise is in international operations. So mm -hmm. we're pretty passionate about doing as much of your international operations in-house as possible. And he brings a ton of experience to the table, uh, all about international. And we can help you learn how to do it uh, yourself, or we can help give you the tools to do the majority of it yourself, and then only reach out to your ISP as needed. So yeah, right. so we've got Dave and Lori's been with me forever. Um, she's awesome. She does a ton of travel stuff. And then we have Sam as well. She's a dispatcher and she is working on flight plans um, and general client support as well. And Chris does uh, some social media work for me. Yeah, so nice. Nice. Yeah. So you've got oh, a pre pretty good team. And, and, and so for the folks that don't know, because I, I think this is a, a, a big deal of what you guys do. I know you want it to be a big deal and it has been a big deal for you lately of what you do. Um, so talk a little bit more and, and help folks understand what an ISP is, because a lot of the listeners to this, we think, um, mm -hmm. I, if people would tell us that, hell, it'd be great, but we think a lot of them are more of uh, 
a technical nature, right? Because that's sort of the circles that the three of us travel in mostly, right? Um, but, but we don't want it always to be that way. So I think ISP and what it means to do this in-house is maybe lost on some folks. Okay. Yeah, no problem. So just kind of a basic outline. If you have a trip and you're going from Teterboro over to London, right? Mm -hmm. um, you are going to require uh, a couple of landing permits. Uh, depending on what airport you're going to use, you're going to need some slots. And in the past, the only way to get that done was to use an ISP, so an international service provider, so like a universal or an ITPS. And they would basically take your schedule and they would, you know, fax it over and um, to these local people that they had over in the UK or wherever, India, wherever it is, might, mm -hmm. might be going. But these days, with all the email out there and the different communication tools, you really don't have to use that ISP, that service provider, and you can do a lot of this on your own. But we in the aviation industry, well, one caveat is your service provider, I don't ever want to say bad things about them because they can sure. help you out of a pickle in um, <clears throat> a million different spots. So keep a good relationship with your ISP. But on those trips that you, um, you know, that are maybe are more basic, you can do that on your own. So mm -hmm. you can email and talk to the people on the ground in the location you're going to and arrange those landing permits and those slot permits directly with them. Right. And you have a little less uh, delay mm -hmm. than using an ISP. Um, sure. Well, it's not the telephone game, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, and they might get busy, you know, they're busy too. Mm -hmm. They might be working, sure. you know, 10 or different trips. And so maybe your response has come in with your permit number, but they can't get it to you because they're working on some other things. Whereas right. if you're going directly to the uh, people on the ground in the, at the airport you're going to, it'll come directly to you real time. So how do you so, know, how do you know what permits, like if, if so London's pretty straightforward, but let's say we're mm -hmm. going to go to Peru via Mexico. How do we know what permits we've got to have? I mean, obviously, if you pick up the phone and call one of those legacy providers or an expert like you guys, um, sure, that's the answer. But but how do you guys figure that out, right? Yeah. So first of all, you're going to need your flight plan. So that's where we have like Sam and Dave come in, and they're really good at the flight planning, and they're going to figure out exactly what route you should be taking. Sure. From there you literally you reach out and you ask you mm -hmm. ask every single country you're going by um the ops group has a really great it's called the permit book and so you have contact information for every overflight uh, overflight permit you might want to get I got you. Uh, and then your landing permits again just going directly to the location that you mm -hmm. are going to arrive at and you ask questions and you ask a lot of questions until it gets mm -hmm. to be routine and then you don't have to ask so many questions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just yeah. kind of a simple thing like a checklist. And is it, so when you're looking at it, Lindsay, and you're thinking about it, so some of these simpler trips like you were talking about, you know, and a lot of times, I mean, I've noticed this with other, other services, you know, I'm already doing all the legwork and putting it together. And then mm -hmm. I'm just, then I'm just giving it to a middleman to do 
the same thing I would have, but I've already done all the legwork. And so I yeah. can either, so I can take out the first, the cost and the time for some mm -hmm. things that are simple. It's kind of like your taxes. If all you have is one, yeah. W2, 1040 easy. if all, it's a 1040 easy, don't go to, don't pay, go, nobody. Don't, don't pay somebody to get your <laughs> right. taxes done. But mm -hmm. on the other case, if you have something that's more complex then you need that level of expertise. So mm -hmm. you're already probably doing the work anyway. It's mm -hmm. just kind of learning what that work needs to be and how it needs to be packaged. Is that kind of what your company kind of helps do? You bet. Yeah. And of course, we can always help you do it mm -hmm. and we can do it for you. However, when we do it for you, we like to set up the tools for the flight department in, in their wheelhouse. So the flight, flight planning system would be set up under that company's name. Uh, the mm -hmm. billing would be set up in that company's name. And the cool part about that is that if you ever decided, hey, I want to do this on my own and I don't want LD Aviation to do it anymore, right. the infrastructure is already set up. Mm -hmm. All it takes is just, you know, transferring it over. Yeah. So you're so, teaching them to fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do something similar on our aircraft delivery projects, uh, Lindsay. So when, when we're doing a new aircraft delivery primarily, sometimes with a, with a pre-owned, but with a new aircraft project, we do something very similar so that there's continuity, right? Because we're not always going to be there most of the time. I mean, sometimes we hang around and manage the maintenance or the admin or whatever for mm -hmm. a period of time. But most of the time, it's a, there is a handoff point, right? Right after entry into service. And so, it, but there's so much pre-work, right? That if all the emails for all the contracts and services and everything about the plane and the customer accounts and all that are coming to me directly, Mm -hmm. then it's always going to be tied to me, right? Or to my credit card or whatever, right? right. And, and it's never a problem with the client of passing that through, but it is a problem a year from now, four years from now, um, somebody leaves the company and now they don't have access to it. So usually what we do is we encourage the company to set up, a, you know, like a November one, two, three, four at xyzcompany.com. Mm -hmm. Or yep. if they don't want to do that, I'll go and create an email address for them, either at mm -hmm. Gmail or on our domain or whatever it is. And we set everything for that aircraft. So November one, two, three, four, everything for that aircraft goes to that email address. Doesn't matter what it is. We send from it through the entire completion and delivery process. We receive yeah. from it, all the contracts come in. Um, the only thing that doesn't go through it is the DocuSign, but the DocuSign is CC'd to that email address for everything that we do mm -hmm. just for that reason, like you said. So we, we're really setting them up to go fish, as Lee said. Um, yep. uh, I, I don't want to do that forever. I mean, I can, but mm -hmm. it, it, it needs to be more cohesive. So it's good that y'all are able to do that, too. Yeah, so that's I, interesting. I think that just... Um, I think the clients like it that way too. It makes yeah, it, sure. um, you know, there's certain amount of um, nervousness in bringing a contractor in from the outside mm -hmm. and you're like, well, they're going to have all my data and they're going to know all this stuff. Right. So when you're setting them up and saying, listen, you can turn me off whenever you want. Now, hopefully, like, I hope they don't ever want to turn off LD Aviation. <laughs> right. But right. Um, if and when they decide that's uh, a, the route they're going to take, it's easy. Um, right, it's, it's really, it's all right. And they still set up. have all their stuff. So that's, yeah, it, it's seamless. Okay. Well, and I think with technology today that you, you have the tools to be able to do that because you can use that cloud, you can use a cloud environment 
whether to be that kind of that source i mean like that's that hub you know lots of different mm -hmm. spokes coming out of this but you have this this hub where you can keep all this and they can control that and you know it, it there is there's a lot to be said i mean if your flight department if you're depending on somebody else who has complete control i mean i have to admit been doing this for a while and there's i would say 99 percent of the people i've met in this industry are wonderful people who i would have no problem but sometimes you don't know about the other one percent until you find right. out about that one percent or, or who can get to that the other person's stuff it's not exactly about them you know we had True. rob hill on a while back and talking oh. about securing data and so i have a horror story real quick funny trail <laughs> so i was in where was i um west palm beach um last week and i was talking to my wife on a zoom call kind of like we're doing right now and I was leaned back in the, in the, in the. That's as far as I want to hear. No, no, listen, <laughs> listen, it's, it's, this is G rated. So I'm leaned back in the desk chair, right? In the residence inn in West Palm beach. So I'm going to totally dime them out. So I'm, I'm sitting there and, and I'm looking out the window of the hotel and I happen to glance back at my computer screen and my mouse is moving around and it's <gasps> going through every one what? of the menus really fast on my computer. Right. Um, so I, like shut everything down, terminate everything, right? And uh, I, I, I wanted to send Rob a message, but it was kind of late because you know it is Florida. He's not that far away. I was panicking, so I started reading <laughs> on my iPad about what to do, right? And so I got were a VPN were you, client. I was about to changed all my passwords, and you know, so now I have all this very complicated stuff to log in. <laughs> but, but I guess the point going bringing it back to what Lindsay was right. talking about, and, and Lee, what you were talking about, it's not so much. Um, whether or not, you know, Andy's going to steal your data. It's whoever's hacking Andy's stuff that's going to steal the data. Right. So I get right. the sensitivity around it, right? Because we're talking about birthdays and passport numbers and home yes. addresses and, well, and that gets uh, into even some medical stuff, right? Because I know that the schedulers, you know, a lot of people in our business um, overlook this, but there's some fear and HIPAA stuff. Right, I was about to say, there you, you go. have to deal with. You're, You're right into HIPAA laws. Yep. Yes. Yep. Especially now with the COVID. Mm. I mean, the temperature checks, if people are doing temperature checks, um, you know, HIPAA laws play into that. Uh, For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's, yeah. So when you're, when you're looking at this, when we're talking, Lindsay, when you're looking at your, um, with your kind of your client base, when you're looking at it, I think MBAA says, I think roughly 70% of business aviation is a single aircraft operator. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, that could be. That could be a G650 or it could be, um, you know, a, a 172. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, I mean, it, right. it could be anything. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you know, when you're, I think one of, the, one of the great things about what you do is you give that kind of that, that it's not really concierge because that's not what it is, but this, this kind of concierge yeah. type, it, it is. <laughs> type um Even atmosphere <laughs> that's true well, that's true <laughs> right. but i mean but they have access to the experts and they have access to this service and um it's not and it's not just service but it's like a compliance and a confidence on their operation that you know as a single aircraft operator they may not have if they were trying to have trying to justify a dedicated workforce in their hangar mm -hmm. and you know so those are some, so when, when you're talking to your flight departments and you're talking about like, what is your ROI? You know, why would this benefit you? How do you look at this? How do you, how do you explain that to them about the different, your different options? The question. You bet. 
Yeah, so we, um, we will do either retainer base or we can do hourly based. It just depends on how the operation, uh, what types of work is needed. But I guess let's do an example. Maybe you need to go to India once a year. Well, you could employ a scheduler who perhaps doesn't do any international or maybe will only do um, some of your easier international. You've got that person's salary or you've got whatever you're paying them for a year long, right? Well, or you could pay LD Aviation Services and you're going to get access to the person who also knows how to do the India, the entire India trip. Mm -hmm. Yet, uh, you're not necessarily paying for that expertise 24-7, 365 as an employee. When you um, don't need it. When you don't need it, right. And, you know, I certainly don't want people to not employ people and to only use contractors. Right. But it is a way to get more expertise uh, without having uh, quite as much of a bill, basically. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like right-sized. Yeah, right size is a great one. The other thing is, you know, if you have one person on board that's going to do all your scheduling, that person needs a break. Depending yeah, on how they go on vacation, right? <laughs> they go on vacation. So if you use like an LD Aviation, you can. We really don't have breaks since we already have enough people on staff, and we just rotate through. And so, um, I think that's another opportunity. Um, for, for companies to show an ROI by using somebody like LD Aviation. But I would think too, Lindsay, with, with what you guys do, right? Like with fuel and some of the other FBO relationships. Um, oh gosh, I, I mean, there's just so many things. I, I think a lot of times people um, sell the scheduling and dispatching function a little bit short in my mind on the, oh, the yeah. true dollar and cents value that they bring, right, to, to the flight operation. Now, sure, yeah. so I know I'm gonna get a little bit of hate mail from a couple of pilots that have the Top Gun soundtrack playing in the background every time <laughs> they drive to the airport. So, so I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings and you get a GTI as you go to iFly Jets on your license plate, right? But that's not my aim. But what I am saying is, yeah, I know y'all can go negotiate a good fuel deal, but but there is there is a sweet spot in what the scheduling and dispatch function does, especially like an LD aviation, I would think, and just the volume of people that you engage with, right? Yeah, and can if you had a pilot or a crew in general that was doing everything on their own, oh. what could they, what if they just, um, passed along some, like you said, fuel over to LD Aviation, mm -hmm. or perhaps the scheduling piece or mm -hmm. the landing permit piece. What would that open those that crew member up to doing with that right. time that they would have been used, um, you know, tracking down fuel, right? Mm -hmm. Possibly creating a, a, an even better, more robust SMS program. I mean, something right. that perhaps How they are more uh, suited for. Um, and this that's whole, a, sorry, go ahead. Lee. No, no, that's it. I was just allocating your resources. How are you allocating your resources? Are it's kind of like you want? Yeah, them what are you to spending be, your time on? <laughs> you know, yeah. Do you want them doing data entry? Do you want them doing data entry, or do you want them making the decisions mm -hmm. based on the data? But and before I forget, because some I, I forget things. I try to write them down, but it <laughs> doesn't always work. But you know, Lindsay, you said something, and I was, um, you know, thinking about the. It's when you go to a flight department. And you, and let's just talk about like one of the bigger ones, like, you know, ones that you and Nathan came from, mm -hmm. you have, you have a very good scheduling 
culture, I guess is the best way to say it, but yeah. the tribal knowledge in that department, you know, those are the things that, you know, that are hard to replicate. And when you're trying to scale quickly or you're trying to get a new flight department, you know, trying to find somebody who has that already has that knowledge base, put them in your flight department and get them to run. I mean, that's virtually impossible. But, you know, there's something like something like you do. Mm -hmm. That's that's where you like Nathan was talking about, like fuel, um, fuel mm -hmm. negotiations, which FBOs, you know, those are those little things that, well, if I Google an FBO here, they're all wonderful. Just look at them. They'll tell you. But, yeah. but you yeah. know, at the same time, Lindsay knows, yeah, or Lindsay may know, yeah, they say they have the hangar space, but they don't really, you know, you're going to end up doing right. blah, blah, blah. So I, I just wanted to kind of, I was thinking about just the tribal knowledge and just kind of that experience that you can't quantify very well that, you know, that some, something like you bring to the table, especially if you want to, wow. a new flight department, you want to get going now. That new flight department piece is really exciting for us because exactly what you say. So if you're going to be going out and you're like, okay, well, I need to buy fuel. Well, I really could tell you which fuel uh, vendors that you should apply for and get a contract ready for. That's like right. uh, you do not need 15 of them because there's 15 or so out there. You don't right. need them all. I'll tell you the five or six that you need in your wallet and your airplane. And then, and I can set you all up and you know, really get you on your way in a positive way. And then you can go out and find that scheduler or dispatcher if you want and insert them into that position for the long haul, if you choose to do that. But yeah, don't make the mistakes of getting those 15 uh, fuel cards or whatever it happens to be. Because right. um, a lot of them have a fee, right? Like an annual fee, just uh, you got to pay to play, sort of, so to speak, right? Some of them, some of them do, um, some of them are, you know, based on the number of gallons that you sure. buy, which for a small flight department, um, is very, it's very frustrating to me because as small flight departments, we don't get to negotiate as well because we don't have the gallon volume yeah. purchases. That, e even a big flight department though, Lindsay, like I can speak to my former life. You know, we had these really thick airplane wallets with literally mm -hmm. every fuel card that was yeah. known to man, right? Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like going fishing. We only use the same three lures all the time. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. You got all this stuff in, Lee, don't tell my wife, but you got all this stuff in the boat, <laughs> but we really only use these three things over here. You know what I'm saying? So, so the fuel cards are kind of the same way, at least in my former that was the case. Yeah. I mean, we used a couple of the big ones that everybody knows. Same with FBOs, right? You have all these FBO potentially contracts. And we had a large fleet, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of hours, but we still went to pretty much three FBO brands and used maybe three cards, more, probably more like two if yeah. we're honest. Well, I think sure. the one thing that Lindsay's doing though that gets me excited is that she's a third party that yeah. basically leveling things and I think, you know, at least on the maintenance side, like with MRO Insider, we see people that, um, you know, the bigger flight departments that we talked about that some of them are distressed now are, mm -hmm. you know, they only want to go here because their buddy is a sales guy or they're just good friends. Yeah, with that's right. They don't always have the, uh, the interest of the owners in mind because it's not their money. Um, and somebody like Lindsay would come in and, you know, can say, hey, um, taxi your plaid airplane paint job down to that FBO because you know I don't care what you think about the girl behind the counter or what jacket yeah. they do or whatever we know mm -hmm. that this is going to be the best for the owner and and that's what's going to keep aviation you know thriving is having that transparency 
Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that's really important too, Andy. That's a really good point. And I, I you know, I, I think, you know, Lindsay said it, well, I, I, I like to characterize it in the maintenance world. Uh, it, it's, it's, and, and what we do in my company is very similar to what Lindsay does. We just have the maintenance hat on, right. And some of the business administration stuff, but I, I will tell you that, um, you know, the way we try to characterize it, and I've heard Lindsay say this before too, is, you know, that small flight department with that one CJ, right. That, that has the pilot or two that he and she are doing everything right. Like Lindsay was saying, um, you can really have this LD aviation service. That's got, not that you would know this of course, um, but, but that has decades of experience across the team, right? Because you've got, you've got Lindsay's experience, you got Dave's experience, you got Lori's experience, Sam's and Chris, and it just keeps coming and coming and coming, right? So you got mm -hmm. this depth of experience, and we would never mm -hmm. put a number to the number of years, but you got this depth of experience. So you got big flight department horsepower for a little yes. flight operation and half the dollars of all of it, right? Mm. So, or even At less. least half. Yeah. And my other thing that if, that I wanna just mention too is the customer service side of it. Yeah. And yeah. so you're not going, to, without the aviation, I really feel like customer service and knowing your clients is a big thing. You're not gonna be called or answering, you're not gonna call the phone and have to press two for the, you know, red team or Zulu team or anything <laughs> like that. You're going to get yeah. Lindsay or Lori or right. Shannon or Sam. Um, and I think that a certain amount of aviation has kind of lost that customer service touch, but isn't that exactly right. why we're in private and business aviation yeah. to have yeah. that high end customer service? Well, I mean, you know, so, so what, what yeah. you're providing and, and, and what we're providing, what Andy's providing at his company, what, you know, our, our good friends down at the jet group down in Dallas are providing in the pilot space is we're really providing on-demand services for an on-demand industry, right? So, so the, the, the funnel, I guess, if you will, has been upside down, I think forever, right? And mm -hmm. unless you're flying, you know, a thousand hours a year per airplane, mm -hmm. the, the number of headcount you actually need full-time and, mm -hmm. and, and I know I'm going to get hate mail again, it's probably less. And I don't want to advocate not having employees like Lindsay said, but right. if, if, if you do have, we'll just pick on a CJ3 um, and it's a one or two pilot operation and that's it, that's totally okay. But there's some expertise and things that happen throughout the evolution of a year, be it going for a heavy maintenance event, be it um, going to the, maybe the islands, right? Um, whatever it might yeah. be that, mm -hmm. that you just may not have that expertise in, in somebody like Lindsay or us or, or, or Andy or, or the guys down at the jet group, they do that stuff every day, right? It, yeah. it, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, we go to do, you know, delivery flights with uh, the jet group and, and acceptance trips. And that's a different than flying a passenger trip from Dallas to Midway. It's just different. It's, it's not this. And I think when you're talking mm -hmm. about, so when you're looking at kind of what you were just saying, you know, leveraging that expertise. So when you're looking at efficiencies in your flight department and mm -hmm. you're looking at labor costs and you're looking at, you know, how you're utilizing your resources, how you're, how you're leveraging them. Cause people are may, having to make hard decisions right now. I mean, there's, there's yeah. no, let's, I mean, there's no reason to sugarcoat that people are having to make That's very right. hard decisions about how they're operating and, Unlike in years past, 
there are options because like before there weren't really options and yeah. part of that's technology yeah. and people i mean you only had one way to do it you know mm -hmm. the flight department um nathan you um, we've talked about this so many times and i know that Lin yep. Lindsay, you have as well andy is that you know that old kind of um what they call like the Cadillac Flight Department? What was it called? That a uh, I call it a legacy. 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 Yeah, there we go. Ah, Cadillac <laughs> legacy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, they don't have one either. But they don't have one either. <laughs> well, they don't know how to talk about it. But anyway, yeah. um, but they, uh, but um, but you know, those flight the way flight departments operate has changed but yeah. now we have the tools to adapt to that change in a way we never had before and also to be able to justify the return if you're working at and nathan i mean you and i've had many discussions on this is how do you how do you articulate the value of what you're doing and how mm -hmm. can you show that to maybe your stakeholders your shareholders your board um your company and when you're using third party when you're saying you know no we don't do this in-house but these are the expertise that we've contracted this is why this is how and this right. is how they're positively influencing how we operate in our bottom line because i mean especially if you're looking at a 91 as a cost center you know how right. are you how do you go how do you make sure that you're operating lean but also making sure that it's safe and compliant well how are you i mean the way that you know that we're working with nathan and a couple of other guys now to um you know to oversee some of the maintenance is how do you justify your spend is mm -hmm. kind of like the exactly. model we're going for just to not saying that they aren't experts in their field and you know they're sure. great we understand the chief pilots know a lot and the doms but all we're doing i mean it's like the you know sometimes you don't know what you don't know and that's mm -hmm. that's kind of like where you can you know, um, kind of pick up some of the, the slack yeah, back end. I think that's great. And Andy, I think the other thing is too, just so the listeners get this clear, at least from Nathan's perspective purely, I don't think um, any of us are up here advocating again that, you know, we should disband everything and, and, right. and throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's mm -hmm. not at all. Absolutely what not. Saying. What we're saying is, and, and, and we saw this in an airmail thread recently from the small flight department uh, subcommittee or standing committee of the MBAA about the level of risk and, and where the highest accident rate is within our industry, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. not picking on them. It is the small flight department, small aircraft operator, right? Right. It absolutely right. is. And, and one could theorize, right, to, to keep on the same theme, that some of that may have to do with the fact that they're asked, being asked, those personnel are being asked to do everything with what the salary survey says, right, that a pilot should be paid that flies a CJ3. But there's all these other yeah. things we're asking them to do. We're asking them to do a at least a part-time scheduler's job, if not a full-time scheduler's yeah. job. We're asking them to do a full-time DOM job, if not, you know, maybe three-quarter time job. We're asking mm -hmm. them to do all these things. And oh, by the way, be the expert pilot, right? And be the expert um, um, to fly all these trips. Yeah. Right. Right. And then and not so show even up. Even if fatigued, they're only I flying 150 hours a year, right? Mm -hmm. Which is 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 probably about the mean for those smaller, some of those smaller flight parts, mm -hmm. some fly a lot more, I know, but even still, what are you proficient at, right? Because you're trying That's to right. eat all the apple, right? You're not just taking bites of it. And so I think that, for, you know, one of the things that, that again, I, I know I keep harping on this, but I just think it's, it's a, there's, there's a, there's a space in the industry and there's a way to help that 
um, that safety um, record improve by hiring services as you need them. Yep, by by moving past pride and getting services as you need them. And again, exactly. you don't need them all the time, right? There, there's a certain demographic of a flight operation that does not need a full-time scheduler, right? That there, there's that group exists. And that, that same group may not need a full-time technician. And before all my technician friends and maintenance committee people say, you know, I'm ruining life, these are people that don't have anybody anyway. But we've got all these trucks now. We can use Andy's app to get people to our airplane to do routine maintenance. You know, we've got all these great tools that we didn't have before. We either had to go with our own in-house flight department or a big giant management company. And I think the messaging that we're trying to communicate, I know Lindsay and I talk about this regularly and we've talked about it with Troy too, is Mm -hmm. you can get what you need right from us without having this take it or leave it one size fits all sort of approach on overkill too on some of the stuff that the big management company is going to do for somebody with a cj3 i mean you just don't don't need all that it's designed for people that have you know a g5 or g550 or something you know right that's flying 600 hours a year right you almost need i i always use this analogy i don't know why but we're still sophisticated at MRO Insider. I still use QuickBooks, but uh, yeah, we do too. You know, hey, I, don't hate. <laughs> on QuickBooks, I'm not an accountant, but they have you know, you ask your experts thing, and it's like it's brilliant because if I ever have a question, boom, I can click, and it's just a little upgraded fee, and I can help get things where they need to be, which bucket they need to be in, and mm-hmm. it's basically the same kind of a thing. There's nothing wrong with being a chief pilot or a DOM and having your experts on retainer, and you can, you know, ping them and ask them a question just to clarify right. something. It makes you look good, you know? Oh, so, gosh. So, so, okay, before I, I actually wrote this one down, if you could, I'm showing my sticky note, because one of the <laughs> things that, one of the great things about business aviation, and we've talked about it so many times, is it's a worldwide industry, but a very, very small community. Mm-hmm. And what technology is really letting us do is allowing us to leverage the community in ways that you haven't before. Mm-hmm. And you're able to leverage that expertise, you know, click a button, like Andy said, and go through that, whether it's because you don't, you don't have the expertise and you know you need it, or you need to talk to somebody and just talk through a problem. Because lots of times right. it's not, you know, you know, I just need to talk through this with somebody that may know. You know, right, to right. make sure I'm on the right path. You know, it's it's leveraging that community. You know, in one of my past lives, one of our one of our um, most enjoyable, I guess, courses was the <laughs> update. But you know, as much as I love the instructors, I love them dearly. But it wasn't necessarily the instructors that kept people coming back. It was the right. it was the, the other it was the conversations, the community, and the other people allowing to do that. And so mm-hmm. you know, and every time, like if I was an operator, the fact that I could call Lindsay, and I could say, okay, here's what I have going on. It's not only a chance for service, but it's also a chance for education as mm-hmm. I go forward. Because each time I talk to Lindsay, my conversation is going to be a little bit different because it's yep. evolving as we're going through the same thing mm-hmm. if I'm going through you know a pre-buy and I'm having you know I've got Nathan on the line trying to talk sure. through it it's going to educate me on what I need to know next time sure. you know, there's, so I just I just really I the, the fact that technology lets you access you know with Andy the transparency and the access to a community people haven't necessarily always had access to unless you go to the big conferences and then you have to find the right person who knows the right person and then they'll drag you along and meet the other right person which is great 
and it's a lot of fun and you end up with some cool swag, but you know, there's other ways to do that now that we ne didn't necessarily have before. And that, that's just what I think about is, you know, like Lindsay, you were talking about international trip support and you know, mm -hmm. the fact that we can call like, or an operation can call, they have, they've never done an international trip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> never didn't even think that that was a possibility and now all of a sudden they're the principal read that their air that they want to go here oh and their aircraft can do it so hey let me do yeah. this yep. and how does this work <laughs> they mm -hmm. don't really care how it works they just know that hey I, you know my cj can do this so let's go and i want to be mm -hmm. here on this date and then they can call you and get that support on demand, yeah. like Andy said, and that just expands the horizon and continues to add value to those flight departments, especially those single aircraft. Well, it ups their capability game for sure. If they sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like people don't want to get sold all the time and they're always hesitant, but you know, say for instance, uh, you know, a little online messenger thing, you know, that's usually what people want to do. But if they can ask a question to somebody like Nathan or Lindsay, um, you know, hey, this is what's going on. They're not going to get hard closed sale. They might come to it on their own and say, you know what, I need to hire Lindsay or I need to hire Nathan because yes, they answered my question, but I'm not really sure about this. And that's it. Like if right. you can get them right. the communication there, because you used to have to just deal with brokers. You'd have a sleazy used car <laughs> and you know, they're marking everything up. Like you can't do anything. Like if you get right. a pop, it's marked up $5 to put on the plane. No, you that's know, right. Soda. I'm from Michigan. So soda, yeah. I guess, is what everybody It's is. a Coke no, in Texas. I say pop, too. I'm from Coke. Minnesota. Even Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's a Coke. Yes. Do you want a Coke? Yeah, please, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of Coke do you want? Yeah. Dr. Pepper. Anyway, pop. but, you know, Andy, you're right. And, and, and the, the hard fact of it is, even though it's difficult to, to quantify this on the front end, is that hiring you know an on-demand service for these smaller operations like Lindsay's or mine or Troy's or any of the others that are out there I I can almost guarantee you that you're going to save more than you're going to spend right because you yes. have those relationships we know where the bodies are buried to Lindsay's point she knows exactly which limo company is going to rip you off and not right. show up and <laughs> give you give your crew yeah. heartburn she knows exactly which caterer, to Andy, to your point, is going to have a $94 ham sandwich and which one's going to have <laughs> yeah. a reasonably priced ham sandwich, right? right. right. Same with fuel. We could keep going for days, right? And it's not um, always about the cost. You know, I think we talk about that because you it's do want to have the cost, but it's about the value yeah. and for, understanding yeah. that, yes, you know, yes, FBOB is going to be more expensive but when you look at um these are the mm -hmm. this is the value you get from here versus the low cost option here you know right. this is there's security issues you know there's well, access that, and that to really me that's that point. stuff that's great it's not just yeah. about the cost it's about the value that they bring with that knowledge you know like you're talking about which yeah. you know which uh limo service is going to rip you off you know well <laughs> sometimes the cheap ones end up ripping you off more than the more expensive ones just because you get no, nothing. that's right that's right. Well, that's it, a good example. If you know, if your car doesn't show up, but it was <laughs> half price of the other one, so okay, that's cool. So you paid half price, but your car wasn't there. Right. And right. Now it you've ruins got the whole trip, all the work that went into it. Right. Trip. That's that's the one yeah. thing that's remembered, right? And so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter um, how well you negotiated everything, and that you know Andy stayed up all night fixing it, and you know Lee spent weeks planning it. The car didn't show up, and so we don't know what the hell we're doing. Mm, yeah. end quote right now from the from the end it. user right and, yep. and, and so it only takes you know we always say this in aviation it only takes one oh shit to ruin all 100 years of attaboys right mm -hmm. 
And that's well, and a single aircraft operator, think about it. All it takes is maybe one, maybe two of those. And the next thing you know, they're chartering. Yeah. Or, or, you know, that's a or huge they have a point, I think. Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> or they yeah. have it. Right. Uh-huh. And I guess kind of our business is to keep more flight departments in business. And right. we do that by making sure that every single trip is completed to, to a T. Like, uh, we want to make sure all the maintenance is done. We want to make sure the car shows up and the catering is good. And the more times we can pull that off and, and make the crew look awesome, uh, the more of those flight departments are going to stay in business. For sure. So right. I feel like that's what we help do is to keep more of them in business. Amen. Yeah. I, Amen. And, Amen. And we keep them, and we keep them efficient, right? We, mm -hmm. keep them, we keep them efficient. We keep them competitive. Um, you know, with, with whether that, whether that competition is quarter shares, whether it's, um, you know, a, a large scale management company, whether it's uh, all charter, right? I, I don't know what, what the competition is or all Delta, right? Nobody wants to do that right now, but no. still, those are the competition areas of competition, right? So we got to, I, I think by leveraging some of these on-demand services, um, you know, aviation as a service. If you want to think about, we, we talk about software as a service and wore that out, right? It's really, you know, what Lindsay offers, what we offer, what Troy offers is aviation as a service. And, and that's, that's really when, what you should think about. And, and, you know, we have right now, I talked earlier about, I've, I've gotten busy all of a sudden, every one of the aircraft transactions I've been on are first time aircraft buyers in the last really? month. Um, a lot of the brokers, yeah, a lot of the brokers I'm working with, you know, we had Jordan and uh, Jared on the other day. Um, I've done some work with both of them recently outside of that podcast we did. Same thing. They will tell you that most of what's happening in their world right now are first time aircraft buyers and they are all extremely busy. And, you know, we heard those guys say, um, uh, Andy, if you remember, they said, um, that, you know, typically when they have that first time aircraft buyer, what they do is they hand them to a management company, right? Because right? they need right. it to be clean. They don't want to worry about yeah. it, right? They, they don't want to have to come back and deal with why the pilot didn't do whatever, or why the scheduler didn't do whatever, or, you know, why the flight attendants, you know, using the wrong kind of ham sandwiches. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, you know, so they don't want that forever. So they want to hand it off to a management company that can go and kind of be the face of that. And, and, and I think one of the things we have to do, Lindsay, is educate the broker community Definitely. too, right? That, yes. and, and even new aircraft sales, that there is another way, right? Yep. There, there is another path. And you know what, mm -hmm. again, not advocating that this path fits every operation. No. Some big Correct. ones, yeah. right? Big flight departments, it makes sense to have, you know, you know, there, I, I can think of one in Atlanta, right. That, that Lindsay knows intimately well, but it makes sense yes. to have all those direct full-time employees. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Absolutely. You know, it, others, it makes sense to have that large legacy management company. It just does right. Because of the mm -hmm. way they operate. But that spot in the middle is, is the one that I'm, uh, I think but Lindsay and I are talking about. And that's most of our community. And the beauty of aviation is that it was me, it was made to not be one size fits all. There is nothing right. about aviation that is one size fits all, nothing. And that's, I mean, from your aircraft choice to how they're used to everything, you know, it's, and I think the fact, and you have to have these op options and the more options you have, the more barriers you break down to entry, the better it is for the entire industry. Yeah, it yep. is. 
So, I mean, those, those are the things that you look at. And, you know, the fact that Lindsay and, you know, Lindsay and Nathan um, have these tools that, you know, like Andy provides that they can access and they can work from anywhere in the world to assist and be there almost on demand for whatever's happening and give that confidence. Like Lindsay, you say you go in helping, um, helping new flight departments get set up. I mean, the fact mm -hmm. that you have, you have a team now, you have a team behind right. you, whether it's even, even though it may not be in person and right there, mm -hmm. that is, that is a huge comfort level. You have a lifeline and eventually yeah. that lifeline turns into a team. Y'all are agnostic too, Lindsay, in that. And so what I mean by that, I, I know you have favorites, yes. right? You have your personal I favorites. Do. I have my personal favorites. I have my favorite airplane, right? Challenger mm -hmm. 350. I don't care. Whatever it is, my favorite. <laughs> that and a G550, those are my two favorites. Um, oh, babies. Outside of all that, right? Y'all are mm -hmm. agnostic when it comes to a scheduling software, right? Or a fuel we provider. Are. And I so feel like that is that super... It's, I think it's really important. So over the last couple of years, there's been multiple companies who's been like, hey, if you will just sell or promote our company, I will, you know, give you a bonus or um, we'll give you more clients. And I've been really <laughs> particular on that is that I'm not because there is, in my opinion, not one software that is going to work for everybody. Right. If you are doing right. heavy international work, you need to look for a software that allows you to contact international handlers directly. If you are not going to, and you are really cost conscious, maybe you'd go with a very uh, a small scheduling software. But I, I really feel that is, I really feel it's super important to be agnostic. It, it's uh, hugely even, important. Huge. You know, I, yeah. I get that question on aircraft deliveries, right? And so the, mm -hmm. the one main question is typically around the maintenance tracking software. So, you know, folks will say to me, well, why aren't you taking, you know, why didn't the client take an the entitlement, maybe it's with camp, right? I mean, I'll just say who they are. Everybody knows who they are. You know, you got your camp, your flight docs, you got tracks all, you've got, you know, a couple of others um, out there, but really those three main buckets. And I, using purely maintenance tracking only as an example in this context, I just get proposals from everybody. I yeah. put it in front of the client. I don't make a recommendation. I let the mm -hmm. client make the decision based on financials, at least three references in the same aircraft type that are on mm -hmm. that platform. And, and sometimes they don't even want to go to all that. Sometimes they just look at the financials and they make a choice. Other sure, times right. they do go down that rabbit hole and they'll pick up the phone. They'll call three camp customers and three tracks, all customers and three flight docs customers. Not always. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with data coming on and off our airplanes, right? There's just a myriad of, of choices in all these things. And I think you're right, Lindsay. I, th I think, and, and we always keep those files to demonstrate that we're purely agnostic. And I too have been approached and folks have said, hey, you know, our, our, uh, our president wanted me to tell you that if, if you'll put our product ahead of everybody else's, you know, we'll give you every subscription you get us, we'll give you a little, a little bit on the back yeah. end. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Everything we do, we pass straight through to our client. Our client pays us our fee just like LD gets paid their fee, right? Yeah. There's anything that we're able to save them. That's mm -hmm. why they hired us. Right. They, right. The point is to make it to right. work for them. It has That's to right. work for the client. It is not to. Right. It's not so for us real to transparent. Benefit. And I know Lindsay is right. When if mm -hmm. you hire Lindsay today, you hire LD Aviation today to be your scheduling resource. You're going to get very transparent invoicing. Right. Whatever's passed yeah. through, whatever's charged to your card, it's going to be crystal clear 
what those receivables are, right? Like, like me, if I go and hire a borescope from Standard Arrow, the invoice mm -hmm. I get from Standard Arrow that goes on my invoice at the end of the pre-buy is exactly mm -hmm. what Standard Arrow charged yeah. me. I don't charge no for my charge. time to coordinate that. No, it just is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of doing it. Um, yep. So anyway, I, I know I'm getting on a soapbox, but I think it's really important it's because I think a lot of times people perceive, and, and maybe with some of these larger management companies, I don't know, because I don't work there, but maybe there are preferred providers that cut them a deal, and maybe, I, I don't know how it all works. I'm sure that that, obviously that happens, but it's, uh, I think it's becoming less and less. I just read today, this morning, there was somebody that got arrested and indicted for uh, the anti-kickback uh, law in the pharmaceutical industry. You know, so we've talked about it before, like it happens mm -hmm. in every other industry. You are no longer allowed to do that. But man, business aviation, they'll polish up their gold bracelet and they'll try to give you a kickback, you know, yeah. it's like crazy. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, no, and I think the transparency though, I think transparency is a great um, term to use for this business generation. I think that mm -hmm. when this business generation is definitely looking at transparency, you know, it's no longer just the people who are going through and doing an audit. It's, you know, your principal wants, you know, he wants to be able to log in and see what's going on. He'll right, ask you right. the questions. I want to see it. What do you mean? Why can't I pull it up online? What do you mean you have sure. it? No, I want to see it. And there's so transparency right now because the tools are there. They want to see it and they want to be, maybe not necessarily understand it, because they do, most of them know that that's not their area of expertise and they're not going to want to go in and you know, look through the entire um, invoice for a major inspection. They don't want to be No, but they want to have access to it. Definitely. That's right. That's right. And well, and that's what Lindsay mm -hmm. was talking about before, mm -hmm. I think, you know, and, yeah. and, and as, as with the delivery parallel for us, we make all that available to them, right? I mm -hmm. want them to be yeah. able to have that generic mailbox and they can look in it as much as they want. They can participate yep. as much as they want or not, right? Mm -hmm. But it just, it, it, I know that um, that's one of the reasons we have those general mailboxes per project is so that the client has that level of transparency. There's nothing, yep. you know, the request to XYZ FBO is mm -hmm. going through a channel that everybody yep. has access to, you know, mm -hmm. just to demonstrate. Um, that, yep. that this is all above board and agnostic. And we're going to ask three FBOs, right? And, and if, if we have that, come to Louisville, you get stuck with one and get to pay $6. Or if you gallon. don't, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Or if right. you don't, there is a reason, like you just said. Absolutely. Well, why don't Absolutely. I have three quotes? Well, uh -huh. there is only one FBO that can support your aircraft size, and that's why you're here. Oh, okay. But, but, but on the other end, we'll, uh, we'll make sure you go to this airport and tanker fuel, and then you won't even have to deal with that FBO. That's you know, right. You need fuel when you get there, kind of a deal. That's right. That's exactly and, you know, right. The technology too that's out there that allows us to do that, reading each other's emails or perhaps using a chatter or a Slack mm -hmm. type of messaging system, it also reduces the workload on uh, the scheduler or or everybody. Actually, you're mm -hmm. in the middle of the night and you're the I don't know you're the pilot and you're like, hey, well, why are we going to this FBO? Well, you can read through the scheduler mm -hmm. dispatcher's notes and you can ask that that eliminates a phone call to right. me and eliminates you worrying about it all night long until you get up for to sure. your trip the next morning. And, right. and, and there could be a myriad of reasons, right? It could be all those scheduling reasons or it could be something. And, and again, if that, 
that communication is happening as the team as a whole, whether it's your full-time maintenance person or us that's managing it, or, you know, the contract pilots of Troy has, or, or you know, Lindsay's team, whatever, you can see all that correspondence. And maybe we picked it because, you know, going to um, Luton used to be a great idea in a Gulfstream, right? But now Farmborough kind of makes a whole lot more sense because you just built a service center, right? And mm-hmm. there's a right. lot of seeing all that continuity there just makes it easier to have the conversation with your end users, right? Well, it refines and, the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It refines yeah. the conversation that you have. I always say it takes about 10 questions out of it because you don't have to do the discovery. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And I like y'all, but I really want, don't want to ask the whole 10 questions. I really just need the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm most so, of our folks don't I have time for that. Love that. Yes, <laughs> I do not need to do the 15 questions prior. I just want the answer to this last yeah. one. Yeah. And no, you don't need to acknowledge every email I send you. And don't reply all. I don't know. I'm a big yeah. acknowledger. I'm a big e- acknowledge my emails. Just a, okay. It depends so. what it is, right? That's but, true. But again, it, like Lindsay was saying, if you use some of these channels, right, to communicate, exactly. which is, I think, you know, again, with her Break down the silos. That, that LD has and, and what Thoroughbred does, and I know what the Jet Group down in Dallas is doing, what we're all doing and we can do it together, separate or however it's chosen, right? Because we all do work together. You can see all that, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. we all live by that same thing. And that's why, you know, folks like MRO Insider are important, important to us. That's why some of these, these fuel programs are now important to us, right? Because they're all in it for the same goal of we just want to make it better. Yeah. So definitely. Anyway. That's it. Yeah. So what else, Lindsay, before we let you go, because I know, I know you're, uh, um, for those that don't know, Lindsay lives in California. She's hiding from fires right now. And um, yeah. in all seriousness, uh, you know, it's it's close, but um, it looks like Lindsay and her family will be safe. But definitely yeah. we're thinking of y'all. So what else would Thank you like you. us to know about um, LD Aviation, scheduling and dispatching? I mean, we don't get to have conferences anymore. I mean, I'm kind of, oh, right. you know, I used yeah. to bitch about it, but now I'm kind of not anymore. About it. <laughs> right now, yeah. I'm missing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I guess what I would like to like people to know is I'm I'm really passionate about this section of the aviation. You know, I mm-hmm. like you said before. I think sometimes schedulers and dispatchers are put in a really an admin role. Um, you know, perhaps that we don't bring safety to the table. But um, I'd like to challenge that thought process mm-hmm. and that that thought that, I mean people have had that idea for so long That's but right. we're Oops, looking sorry. at weather <laughs> we're looking at notams we're looking at runway lengths and that stuff I, I think that really brings safety to another level by having that checked off before the trip even or as the trip is being scheduled so yeah. I guess I just want people to know that I'm passionate about this section this is my niche I like mm-hmm. it I do it every day and I wouldn't do anything else. I, I mean, yeah. I left this industry for a while and I came back to it because I, I missed it. There's just nothing else like this. You're right. Industry. Yeah. So. Andy, what do you think? Final thought from you. You always have a good bit of wisdom and listening to all these kind of things and have an interesting thought. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's cool. And I'm sure as Lindsay knows, and uh, Nathan, as you're finding out too, I mean, it's just, it's an uphill battle, um, you know, having your own business and trying to get people to, um, you know, you're kind of waiting for the changing of the guard, and you're just trying to get people to trust the process that you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's, you see it in every other industry. And now, 
we're out there trying to do it in aviation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that once it takes off, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a no brainer once we get the traction going for this. And, um, you know, they just have, they have options that are easier. They don't have to look in the yellow pages anymore. I mean, everything's Mm -hmm. at their fingertips, you know? And so I, I hope that it continues and, uh, you know, Lindsay, hopefully maybe we can partner up a little bit on, you know, through our app to have people asking you questions and stuff, because I think it's, I think it's huge. You know, I think it's, well, I, yeah, I think that's a great idea. That could be really big, you know, and, and, you know, all of our tens of listeners uh, of this podcast, (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) We we just went over, uh, we just went over 425 total downloads um, Um, it's growing pretty quick Um, a little community starting to build up around jet blast and and we're thankful for it it's because of great people like Lindsay that come on and share all their little nuggets of wisdom thank you for having me passion so we know we're blessed to have you and and you know we'd love more feedback from the audience we got some fan mail um uh, did. I, I didn't think, even know him. I was all excited. Yeah, I think it was probably your husband. You know, he's just up for <laughs> you something. know what? If my um, husband but, knew how to use LinkedIn, it would be a surprise. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. But but anyway, um, in all seriousness, uh, it, we would love more feedback. So if you guys would visit the show website, it's um, anchor.fm. So it's anchor like the boat anchor dot fm forward slash jet hyphen blast and there's a message on the show page there where you can um, um, click leave a voicemail and it's legit like leaving a voicemail and and you can tell us you know you hated this episode or or you absolutely loved it or you wish we would talk about uh, more about pilots and their jettas um we can do that um <laughs> we, we can do whatever you would like so we we do appreciate all the the, the downloads and the listens um you know, we talked about Acero Academy, and, and I'm going to close with that. Oh, yeah. Down in Atlanta, um, we had Jared and Jordan on from the, the two brokers. I still want to encourage you all, and I'm going to put their link again in the show notes. Um, um, I, I encourage you all to go to their GoFundMe. They, they provide such an important, important um service for kids to get them introduced into what aviation is all about and you know you heard jordan's story last week that's how he got here right that's how jordan came to business aviation and and so i'd really encourage all our listeners to go there even if you can only give five bucks give five bucks i mean we gave as a company what we thought we could give will be given again um they really need our help covid's really hurt them as it has a lot of other businesses and and you know, Andy's planting trees. So we want you to go download. Oh, what's our tree count? Yeah. What's our tree? What's our tree count? Or what's your tree count? 238 now, I guess. 238. Wow. (laughs) Now I know why he asked me to go with him. Anyway, so so go download the MRO Insider app. We ask that you do that. Every download, um, the folks at MRO Insider are going to go out and uh, they're going to go in the UP of Michigan, plant an oak tree uh, sapling, and those offset like an hour of flying on a CJ throughout the life of the tree. So we, we would, you know, both Acero Academy and downloading that app, um, we feel like are very important ways to give back. So thank you all very much. Right. Lindsay, thank you. Please be safe. And uh, thank you. Give your family my best. And I can't I wait will. to see you in person soon. I know. So, all right. Soon, hopefully. All right. Soon. Well, take care. <laughs> Thank, Thank you all. Thank you all very much. Thanks, Lindsay.